Hey friends, welcome to How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, a podcast that I do with my co-host Lauren Hutton, who's not here, and uh, we just talk about comedians bombing on stage and tell stories and have a real good time. And you know, sometimes we just we forget to record the dang intro, don't we? Um, and this is one of those times, but. I don't want to sell our guests short, so I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna give you the DL. We got Dennis Piper this week. He's been doing comedy. Then I've been alive, probably. I want to say that he's a super funny guy. He's staying at it, and he has a lot of great stories for his three decades on the road doing comedy back when. The West was wild and comedy ran Tuesday to Sunday. And it was just a good dang time. It was just real fun. So uh, enjoy that. And um, next time we'll we'll have an intro with uh, two hosts. So you have that to look forward to. Um, enjoy the episode. I uh, can I give you the nipple pinch? That's my preferred okay. move. It's like <laughs> just get a little closer. Just oh, <laughs> I, I didn't think you were talking about the signal. I thought you just meant lean over and just give him a little tweak. Yeah, I'll just tweak Dennis's. Ni- there you go. There you go. He's got a mic cover on it now. No, it's yeah, a, it's we a had mask. we had, had mask, all sorts of trash on that I've, mic. The mask doesn't know where I've been. So. Oh, right, exactly. <laughs> Oh man, Dennis, how are you, buddy? Fabulous. Thanks for asking. Thanks for having me. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course. Are you from Cincinnati, or did you? No, like... I grew up in Pittsburgh, actually, oh. which is a dirty word here. Yeah. <laughs> only if you follow certain things. No. <laughs> the only sports fan I am is a Pirates fan. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Hell yeah. Hell I grew yeah. up. I grew up. Uh, my grandpa worked at the stadium when I was a kid, and we used to go all the time. In oh, summer cool. Nice. To get away from my grandmother. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I grew up with the Pirates. Steelers stunk back then, so nobody went to the game. Oh yeah, Don't my t- grandpa didn't work for them. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's a little little different. You know, right. they're not in the family. <laughs> Don't tell Connor Lochran about your Steeler opinions, or he will have a bad time. Yeah. Oh no, we're I, we've talked to Pittsburgh many times. So. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I told you stories. Like back then, they were so bad. Pittsburgh people were actually Cleveland Browns fans. Oh, wow. Wild. Yeah. And this was like how many years ago? This was in the 50s, mid-50s. Holy smokes. You don't look like you're like almost 100. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Sam says I am. So, <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, that FICA deduction on your check, that goes right to me every nice. month. Nice. Uh, <laughs> worth you. every penny. I, here's what I'm wasting it on, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sight gag. Sorry, folks. Yep. Eventually, we'll have a Patreon, <laughs> and and we'll figure out a way to make this a visual. Uh, just, just one line that's like, uh, here's what he held up. Yeah, it's a six-second uh, video. <laughs> it's a reenactment. The show notes. Right. So, thanks you, for having me. Absolutely. Uh, dude. I want to say this is the uh, the how I stopped how I stopped worrying and learned to love the bomb show. Right? Yes, yeah. it is. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, d- I didn't tell you anything except where <laughs> it was and what time. That's so the one that's... I prepared for because I did a lot of homework about Stanley Kubrick. Oh um, yeah. So <laughs> I'm really ready for the trivia later. Uh, Perfect. I'm looking at your note card. You got five words written down. Well, I did. I brought, well, I brought some ideas. Uh, I figured you're, I would have to have my own bomb story at some point. Yeah. To tell, yeah. Uh, which I've got several. And I have sec- second. Third-person bomb stories, yeah, uh, which are also we good. like those. Um, yeah, we know, like so. those a lot, actually. So I brought just in, you know in case it drags here at all. Yeah, so. but uh, mostly uh, favorite Kubrick movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I guess that Muppet one he did was pretty cool. Oh yeah, I made that up. I don't. Know. <laughs> I was. I see. I know just enough. Just enough just for me enough to be like. To know that would be did, a yeah. wild. Did he thing? do one? Yet? Yeah, that would that would be possibility. He, he stepped in halfway, somewhere between uh, the Scrooge remake and <laughs> Muppets Go to New York, and he yeah. had a very esoteric Muppet movie. Yeah, first one to put a squib inside a felt. It was mm-hmm. a big deal. Ooh, uh, I actually—that's uh, that's actually kind of funny. Like oh, thank a squib, you. No, a squib and felt. Just squib and felt. I just, a squib and I, 
process it. I'm so, so you listen to the podcast before, and you know that's above our standards. Well, <laughs> I listened to the Chris Weir one, the one I was like, oh, Chris was on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I had an idea. That, that's kind of our business model right. is we don't expect you to listen to every episode, but right. if we can get you for one. Right. That's, <laughs> all of our listens episode. are guests preparing for their appearance. That's, that's I, you know, I, and then I'm hooked. You know, I've been watching, <laughs> I, I did the same thing with Guile Show and um, started watching it. Now I watch it every week. I'm oh, like, yeah. What a uh, wild man. ride that show so, is. Um, there hasn't been as one as good as the one I was on. I no, no. So <laughs> I mean, we were on. This one will be the high water mark for you two. I just want you to. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're getting better uh, every week. We've been I, saying yeah, that since we started. I'm kidding. You're I'm the kidding, best so. guest we've had so far, uh, and it's all downhill it, from here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Suck it, Seamer. Too. All the Chris's can suck it. Oh man, <laughs> I like Chris. I always gets his haircut. We talked about earlier with Muhammad. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. yeah. He's been a house guest for about a week, and that whole fish thing about starting to smell after right. two weeks some fish are a little oh, might be a one-week fish <laughs> my wife and i barbara and i used to live in florida years ago and uh when you live in florida there's that thing people will come visit you yeah, yeah. and we had a rule uh, anybody can come visit you know for this many days five days um if you bring somebody with you subtract a day if they're yeah. the opposite sex subtract another day Oh, wow. For every kid you bring, subtract another day. So if you brought your wife and kids, you could come for, like, lunch. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I like that math. Yeah. Dude, did you have that just, like, posted up? No, it changed all the time. It changed, especially especially when it was her family. It was automatically subtract another day. Yeah, right, (laughs) right, right. If your last name is this. Yes. Yes. Some people have a score multiplier on there. Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, yeah, your sister. Yeah. That's a running joke. My wife's going to listen to this later, and she'll go, which? one and uh, i'll go you know we've had this running game. my wife has three sisters and they're all wonderful people yeah, and uh, sure. we'll, we'll do these jokes all the time and i'll go and something will happen or some weirdness and i'll go oh it reminds me of your sister and my wife will go which one and i will always go you know and it's a running gag we've done for 40 some years now and so not funny on the radio or the podcast so. oh yeah like, it's not funny but those types of things warm right, my heart when right. you hear like these little idioms that go right. on in people's relationships right. especially when they've yeah. been together yeah. for decades you know right. so mm-hmm. yeah which sister you know <laughs> so that's just for barbara it, I don't. It's starting to make me laugh. I think I'm starting to get it. I yeah. think I know which sister yeah. you mean now. I haven't yeah. even met yeah. any of them. <laughs> How long have you been telling jokes, Dennis? Oh, gosh. I, you know, uh, professionally, I guess I would say since the early 80s, mid-80s, uh, my first professional paid gig. Um, my first professional, my first paid comedy gig was in the late 70s. Wow. After my wife and I, it was a one-off, though, really. Uh, my wife and I... My wife graduated college. We went to Vail and ski bummed. Oh, um, gotcha. Okay. This Ooh. is when Gerald Ford had just lost the White House in '77, around then. Right. And him and I Betty. Say right, like I remember. Him and <laughs> Betty. Him and Mrs. Ford had a winter place in Vail, and that's when she still drank. And we just had to be ski bums out there around that time. And I won the uh, ugly bartender contest, raising money for multiple sclerosis. Oh, oh, cool. And got to be part of the Christmas tree lighting ceremony uh, in in Vail. With and she was the head of the uh, charity wow. thing. Wow, so very cool. famous. And got yeah, got to meet them at that time. But we lived in Vail, out there. And um, so when you say ski bum, it, does that what does that mean? We you worked. Had no you worked. Money, you, you, you had, no, you worked. You worked. Okay, you, know, you worked at the lived ski like place. F- there were like five of us lived in a three bedroom trailer, and you know worked part time okay. jobs, two different part time jobs, and skied on Mondays when the employees could ski when. People could, wow. you know, like the locals could ski. So you were basically living. What's that Zach Galifianakis movie where he like uh, works yeah. at the resort and all that? Jazz? Right. So you were basically yeah. living that right. life. Right. And it was Vail was really weird back then. Uh, a lot of places, your housing was tied to your job. You know, they because housing was real tough there. Oh wow. So some of my friends worked places and they couldn't really quit because that's where they lived. They yeah. they had a dormitory for the people that worked there, and a lot of it was like you got paid like X an hour like X number of dollars an hour minus one. And you got that dollar, that last dollar you got at the end of the season to get people to stay the whole year. Oh, wow. A lot of people leave. That sounds you know, legal. You know, <laughs> you get 15 bucks an hour, for example, you get 14 per hour on your paycheck. That last right. dollar you get paid. For the bonus. 70s and 80s. But, that's pretty um, good. 
Anyway, I worked as a, one of my gigs. I, I was a bartender at night, and I worked in this bar. And uh, between the band break, I tell jokes all the time to their bartenders and yeah, yeah. busboys and uh, just joke jokes, book jokes. Yeah. And the owner went one night. Got he was half drunk, and band took a break. He goes, he goes, I give you twenty five bucks. Go up and tell some jokes. Yeah. And so I went up and just like started telling joke book jokes. Yeah. You know, and got some laughs. It went okay. Right. And the guy gave me 25 bucks. I was like, you know, plus I was out from behind the bar for 15 minutes. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of cool. And I did that like five or six times. So how how different was comedy back then? Was it normal for comedians to go up and tell joke book oh, jokes? I don't know. I, I can't even say. I wasn't a comic. I, I was a bartender who was just getting paid 25 bucks to go up and tell joke jokes. Oh, wow. It wasn't until years later when we moved to Florida that I got an inkling to go try stand-up and i went to an open mic and i went and told joke jokes and did okay yeah and the guy said to me um it's ron bennington who hosts a famous show in new york now and ron said uh hey that was very funny but if you're going to come back please come back and with your own material right he goes, yeah. these are guys who you know and, and all the other people on that show were doing stuff that they were writing right yeah. and i and i and, and i said oh okay i can do that you know, cocky. Oh, I can write my own shows. Yeah, you know, right. Go, you know, I just, <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to bother. All those this, this other went together. You know. And um, so, um, man, I oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Are yeah. you getting into your first bomb already? Oh, <laughs> the rude awakening. Yeah, um, yeah. I found out I was way too wordy, and uh, I wrote a bit about taking my wife to a New Year's Eve party when she was like eight months pregnant. And nobody wants to see a pregnant woman on New Year's Eve when they're all trying to get laid. <laughs> and uh, that was the gist of the joke. You know? right, At least yeah, I yeah. thought so. And, uh, boy, it was, oh. and uh, so I went. So your first real bit was, no one wants to look at my wife at this party. Yeah. <laughs> Would you guys please leave this New Year's Eve party? You're killing it. Um, your wife's girth is destroying the vibe. <laughs> Um, Your wife's girth. <laughs> see, now, had I written a line like that, yeah, see, that bit would have killed, but I didn't have anything like that. I, I remember there was a part of it was about we went home early and I was in a uh, convenience store and everybody else was buying champagne and beer and I'm buying pickles and cheese whiz, <laughs> you know. Happy New with Year. With the word loser written right on my face, you know. That's when this was a thing, the L yeah, on the head, you know. Yeah. Um, and that was like, I was doing that in my, you know, so. Um, and I, oh yeah, I just ate it. Just stood up there and ate. And I see. I thought I was up there for eight nine minutes, and I had rushed through like my, what I thought was five minutes of material in eighty seven seconds. Yeah, and, that's, um, that's about how my first time went. <laughs> yep. And uh, I just kept going back though, you know. Yeah. Did um, you get like a one laugh in the first set that made you come uh, back? Or I can't recall much at all um, that first time. At all, and I, but I, I, I was just really pissed. I was like, "Oh God," you know, and it, it was so embarrassing, man. It, just that, oh, you just this heat in your face. You're, you know, just, oh yeah. my God, I can't believe I'm doing this to myself. <laughs> and I kept thinking, well, thank God nobody here knows me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and thank God I was using a fake name. And at the time, I, I just I picked the name, the last name. Um, out of the blue, I had a neighbor whose last name was Piper, who was oh. somewhat known in the area. He's a wrestler, and um, and I worked for a pension investment company that invested millions of dollars. And I didn't think my bosses wanted me up there. Yeah, right, right. We, we've had that issue with the podcast before. I've you had know. to do some editing. Yeah, once or twice. <laughs> once or twice. Um, and so, but then I just kept going back because I I kept thinking, oh, this has got to be funnier. This, and I learned how to edit. And the guys who were that were there at the time, you know, were kind enough, to, you know, say, yeah, you know, now you've seen, okay, well, hey, you're doing this wrong, you're right. doing this. right. And you know, I kept going back, and I don't know, it was maybe the sixth or seventh time. And in, in retrospect, it was the audience. Right. It's always the audience. It was the audience. It was the audience was right. I mean, I and I went up, and every time I thought they should laugh, they laughed. You know, they were oh, quiet. You had that magic. They were quiet. And, and in retrospect, it wasn't me. It was them. Yeah. It was a good audience. But I got laughs when I was supposed to laugh. And at the end of it, um, I got real applause, not pity applause. Yeah. You know, and you know, the first time you get that real applause, not that... Oh, thank yeah. God that five minutes is <laughs> right, over. Right. Not, you know, that, that applause. The, the pity applause is nice. It, it, it feels good. Right. 
It's, it's and like, one day yeah. I'll find out what real applause sounds like. <laughs> but when other no. people get it, that's pretty uh, cool. It sounds good, but yeah. secondhand. But yeah, that first time, and it was the audience, you get that. And it was, I've never shot heroin. Um, but boy, really? I, yeah, um, you know, not for lack of trying. Um, <laughs> I just can't hit a vein. Uh, Some people have those rolling veins, and it's yeah, a real bummer uh, when they try and be real well, cool. Well, I'm cross-eyed, too. That's the thing. <laughs> I used to wear my glasses. It's vanity. You, you need to find yourself a hospice nurse, man. <laughs> Somebody that can give you your horse for you. Well, I, nurses you are a whole other story. You can't say that to someone who's um, over 60, Lauren. Yeah. I, I need to find whatever. I want. None nurse. of this is real. We're not even alive. I've got that all wired up. Uh, my hospice nurse is going to be guarded at a federal prison. <laughs> I got That's Uncle Sam's solid, taking care of me, man. Yeah. Solid exit strategy. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm serious, man. If I, uh, if my, if really, if it ever came down to it, and I couldn't take care of myself, say something happened to my wife, and yeah. like, our financial things just went to hell. Out. I would just walk into an FBI office and claim I had a bomb <laughs> and commit a federal crime. Yeah. And that way, you go to federal prison. And look at me at my age. What are they going to do? They're going to put me in some minimum security exactly. place. I'll tell stories. Guys will like me. Yeah. You know, Three volleyball hot Yeah. Put out a couple times a week. They probably play some pickleball there. You know. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. They call, it's. Start not the pickleball you yard. know in yeah. prison. It's it's not, <laughs> pickle, yeah, pickleball in prison is not the same kind I know. So. They I, actually I, use a pickle. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't bounce either, man. That's, oh, come on. Get off the floor. Um, boy, the ones we played with outside had more holes in them. Um, but, I do want to say, that's the, I do have this written down, the snoring show. When I was, One of those early episodes when I was first starting, God, I remember going up and... Uh, Oh, it's just eating it. Like one sandwich after another. Just right. trying, couldn't get the food in my mouth fast. Like eating it, eating it, eating it. And finally, I decided to bail on my bit, you know, the material of the, the pregnant wife with the New Year's Eve party bit. Right. Which I had, you know, one five-minute bit, never a good idea when you're first starting out. Right. Um, and I bailed on it. And I was telling a joke joke. I was going to finish with a joke joke just to get a laugh and get off the stage. Yeah. And um, I, I, about the time I start telling the joke, this guy in the audience starts snoring. I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, really. And, it's, it, and there's only about 20 people in a room for maybe 110, 120. And, I, you know, it's a hotel room bar. And, wow. And I'm up there. And the, so the guy's got the suit on. And he's looking in the mirror. And, and I finally go, I said, sir, if you'll just go ahead and be quiet, I'll go ahead and finish. <laughs> And the guy says, kid, you finished about 30 seconds after you started. Oof. And ah. I just went, oh. And I had nothing. I mean, I had heckler lines memorized. You know, stock heckler yeah, lines yeah. that you learn when you first. And I just couldn't. None of them came out. And I just, ah, ah. I guess you're right. And I just put the mic <laughs> in the stand. So and just <laughs> walked right off stage. And I remember Vinnie Montello was MC, and, and uh, he goes up and he goes, well, folks, sometimes it's comedy and sometimes it's just performance art. <laughs> and he went, on, the he went in yeah. on and introduced the next act. And uh, he came back to the back and he caught me and he grasped me. And he goes, whatever you do, you better show up here next week. Hell yeah. Goes, yeah. Otherwise that guy wins. And, you know. So I did. So. That's a good host, man. Like yeah. he didn't have yeah. to grab yeah. you by the collar and say yeah. that. But he, yeah, he kind of said, "Yeah, you could come back next week. Don't let that guy beat you." Hell Which, yeah! So and I always you, never did, forgot right? it. Never forgot it. Yeah, yeah. never forgot it. So. Dude. So what happened the next week? Like, what was the bounce back from you literally putting somebody? To I sleep? did better. I mean, I did. I went back and did better. Hell yeah! That, the next week wasn't the, the applause show. The you know the. The rush show. Gotcha. But, I mean, it came shortly thereafter, though. So. Oh, okay. So that was like sort of a defining moment. You started to make, you know, the, the turn uh, well, around the yeah. band, so the, to speak. The first, the first time I ever did my own material, that was horrible. Uh, <laughs> you know, most most uh, of us, yeah. you know, can say the same. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, after oh. Whew. Yeah, but the I guy can't snoring. Imagine that, though, the guy dude. snoring. I I remember it vividly <laughs> to this day. Just, that's a first on the show to for sure. I, I I can remember vividly where he was sitting, him and another dude. <laughs> they were right over there, uh, like third row in. Uh, I think I'd rather have an uh, audience full of people boo me off stage than know. one guy snoring really yeah. loud. I mean, you know, a heckle, you yeah. suck, Jesus! You know, I can't believe I wasted my time listening to you. Something just, but just, it was just. That's perfect. a reaction. It was at the least. perfect heckle. He just, guy just started snoring. 
worry, man. And then when I asked him, just, hey, if you'd be so kind, just, you just, you know, stop so I could go ahead and finish up. <laughs> and, and, oh, just, kid, you were finished about 30 seconds. Oh, <laughs> the knife went in so deep. You know, the worst part about that is that was his waking thought. Like, you know, his brain was only at 60%. You, know, you knocked him out of a nap, boom. and he just, bam, knocked you right boom. on your knees. Oh, he wasn't asleep. He, he, was, oh. he was faking being, oh, the, no, oh. no, no. He didn't, I did not put him to sleep. I, no, he was actually sawing logs, you know, like, and gotcha. staring right at me the whole time. I mean, looking right at me. So this guy's just an asshole. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah, thought was, he was narcoleptic. Oh, no, I mean, that would have been cool. I mean, if he didn't. <laughs> Yeah, right. If he'd have been out, then I would have... Narcolepsy is pretty man, cool. Yeah. I mean, hey, I know I'm boring, you know. Yeah, right. Jesus. So, How old were you at that time? Um, Man, I was probably... I started late in comedy. Um, I was probably 28 Okay, yeah. that time, 28 years old, maybe. Yeah, that's not too late. Yeah, I mean, not too, too yeah. late. I mean, it's not, you know, Dave Chappelle getting started at 16 or whatever. No, noise, I'm trying to... wish people would shut up about how young Dave Chappelle <laughs> is. And that's like that kid, Austin. I look at him, he's, he's in his early 20s now, but boy, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. He got started as yeah. a teenager, yeah. yeah. And uh, Jarrell. I yeah. Jarrell Beeman's mm-hmm. young kid. Just had too. him on the show, so, another yeah. teenager. Yeah, kid. Freaking ridiculous so, energy. Yeah. How do you feel yeah. when you see all these young guys running around at all these mics and stuff? Doesn't bother me. I I think it's great. I mean, you know, Hell yeah. I, I, you know. Oh, I, they, I mean, I don't even know why I asked you that question. Half the time I see you out there with them, <laughs> I, you know, I don't, you don't seem to have know, slowed down no, much I, at all. I, I don't go as I, Barbara. I talk about this all the time, Barbara. We, I wish I lived closer so I could get out, get out more often. Right. But the trouble is, I live in Oxford. You know, it's, oh, it's forty-five an hour, minute, hour drive down, and it's an hour drive back. It's not so much that, but then you know, I if. I have to think about coming down. You only have one beer, right. have two yeah. beers, you know. So I wish I lived down here to be part of it more. But then I also think I'm just taking time up from kids who are on their way up. I don't really need this. I'm just mm-hmm. doing it. I went to, Here's why I do it, because I went to a party in Oxford of people my age, roughly. I went to somebody else's retirement party. Ah, okay. And it was old people, people my age and older. And it was the most boring thing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Jesus, get me out of here. And uh, so, so if nothing else, you know, at least I hang out, you know, like the open mics. It's like, oh, I, this is like, I feel like this is who I belong with. Yeah. yeah. Even I, I don't see myself as being 30 years or 20 years older than everybody else in the room. Yeah. I Even though I know I am. Yeah. You know. I was talking the other night about how I didn't want to be one of those people who, like, was 30 or 40 and hanging around a bunch of 20 year olds at a party, but it doesn't feel that way in stand up just because everyone comes from such a wide range of backgrounds that yeah. most of the headliners are like pulling through in their 30s and 40s and they're like, yeah. they're the yeah. stars. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And I don't think that has to do with age. I think comics are such a weird breed that yeah. when you put a bunch of us yeah. in a room together, it doesn't matter right. if we're and, five years old or 100. Right. We we're, just we're have gonna the vibe. one weird so. thing in common where we're like... <laughs> <laughs> that one linchpin that makes us all just like, so, yeah, I will speak say this that Every show that you show up to, it's kind of an event that you show up. It's great to see you out. That's you right. the shows I, up. I like going out. I mean, you know. Anyone who's been around for a while knows that like, when, when Dennis Piper rolls through, it, it's going to be a he good time. He brought the party. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, we do. Because so, we're, uh, we're on this end. Uh, that's I, I like going out. I mean, um, I what I what I what I realize though is um, I'm no longer capable or wanting to do like 45, 50 minutes though. I, really? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, the, I think COVID taught me that. I the February 2020 Valentine's. I did a headlining thing somewhere, and I really strong. You know, because I was doing them all the time. Right. And then. Um, didn't work again, you know. Did that show go bananas in the parking lot that in August? Yeah. And um, then I went out early this year in um, June and did a show in. Uh, was that twenties? I saw you headline that. Yeah, that was. Yeah, but you only do 15, 20 minutes. Oh, okay. You yeah. know what I mean? It's 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 different. Uh, it's not like you're doing forty five, fifty minutes. Yeah. I went out to a guy in Illinois booked me a long time ago for this American Legion thing, and I went out and did it. And I had to take a list with me, and I told the people up front. You know, this is going to be jointed, disjointed yeah. because it's not going to flow. And right. but it was weird. The first twenty minutes just 
flew like it was very smooth mm-hmm. the thing the money the whole that whole upfront 20 minutes but after that it was like i kept looking at the list kept looking at the list yeah and it got to the end where i was like and i told him early on in the show i said uh I promise I'm going to give you all the jokes on this list. I'm not going to cheat you. You yeah. paid your money. You're going to. Get... And yeah. at the end of it, um, I had them. At one point, I, something happened in the show, and I had them. At one point, I just at the end, towards the end, I picked up the list and I go, "I'm going just going down the list, going, okay, did that one, did that one. Oh, here's one I haven't told you. And I would actually just read the joke right off the list, <laughs> and you know, and they would laugh and I go, "Okay, another one. I don't want to cheat you. I want to make sure you get all of them." And li- literally finish by reading them all off the list. But I did that, and then the next week I did a show for Lori Gray's over at Chillicothe. Oh hell yeah, yeah. And again, forty five. Five minutes long and, and it was like again it was okay but it was disjointed yeah and i drove home thinking ah that's unless you can practice doing that on a regular basis yeah it's not coming back for me and so mm. I, I know that you know and plus i don't need the work i don't need the cash and i'm only taking that work away from like you two and you know chris and, and ran and all those other people that are doing that you know yeah. chris for sure more uh, more know, not us so much yeah. more but i mean you know <laughs> maybe people. one day but you know every you know every gig that i take is is me taking you know if i take this gig then that's some gig somebody else right and yeah. i don't need those you know yeah if you got a gig and you ask me hey you want to come down to chameleon and do 10 minutes on my weekend set yeah i'll do that but yeah. i'm not asking the chameleon to headline me anything like that anymore no that's mm. you know i'm i'm done yeah. with that part you do, of it you you have a unique point of view that n- nobody else really has or i don't know you in older style yeah. i would say yeah I'm a, yeah i tell jokes it's a classic yeah yeah I, I, when i got into it i always wanted to be the guy that i saw on ed sullivan with my dad the guy that just stood there yeah. and just told jokes but right. the you know? people that you're s- saying you're going to step back and give them a chance they they are not bringing what to the show what you have <laughs> oh I, I i'm not saying that i'm saying the idea of, of taking slots on paid shows mm-hmm. you know um you know like i no i don't you just don't want to take an opportunity right. from someone else that right. might help them actually you know grow a career that's you know? still yeah. in the process yeah i mean you know that, that's what i feel and you know Guys, you know, that have kids. I mean, you know, that are raising families, have house payments, car Mouse payments. Feed, Everybody yeah. does. I mean, mm. I, when I say guys, I mean women comics as well. You know, these people all have to work. And, you know, I don't I don't have – fortunately, you know, before I get into comedy, I was in a pension investment company. I worked – so I learned to keep putting the money away. I never put money up my nose. Never yeah, had a girlfriend maybe. on the road, you know. Um, so, yeah. Um, I do this now because I like it. I like hanging out, you know. How many um, years were you on the road? Probably 33, 34, 35. Yeah, that's a good long stretch, um, man. Wow. That's a I good took, long I stretch. Took two different times off when we had our two children. I took, uh, when my older daughter was born, I took a year off, about a year and a half off, and stayed home um, and helped that first year and a half till we got her into, you know, she was old enough to go to daycare, we felt. And the second one, the same thing, about a year and a half, two years. Wow. Um, so, where I just would work local, um, you know, and thank Tom Sobel. Bless his heart. And, and Mike, you know, Gobanez would work me more regularly than in those right. times when I was home, you know, so. So was the road as soul crushing as people say it was? Did you, did you have I, a good I time I didn't think there? so back then. I, back then it was, it's, I don't know, it was so easy to work. I mean, you worked all the time. You worked as much as you wanted. Yeah, it was a different um, landscape. It was a different thing, you know. Like, for example, there was a, there was a run through the Midwest here, that the caravan, that was, you know, it varied between anywhere between 14 and 17, 18 days of one-nighters and a couple weekends where, you know, you did uh, like a show on, on, a, on a Monday night in Richmond, Tuesday night in uh, Owensboro, Wednesday night here, Thursday and Friday, Saturday in Louisville, and then Sunday in Oxford, Ohio, mon- Sunday, Monday night in Bloomington, uh, Tuesday in West Lafayette, Wednesday at Notre Dame, you know. Wow. Um, and Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Columbus or Richmond, uh, that, yeah. yeah, that's all like a three-hour loop. Like, that's not... Yeah, and you drive a couple hours each day, yeah. you know. Um, and you do two... You, but the thing was, you'd do like two shows on Friday in Louisville, two shows on Saturday in Louisville, two shows in Sunday in Oxford. And that was a blast because that was <laughs> in a college. And then you yeah. do two shows in Bloomington on Monday at Bear's Place. And that was Oh, I've been hop. there. That's that was around. always <laughs> a hopping place, man. Yeah, do they still have that Seagull's Curtain in the background there? They probably do. It's cheap bass. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you work, and I mean, it was you know, like so and so, you get work. I I got Frankie Bastille's name written down here on the thing, 
you know, the late Frankie Bastille was talking about bomb. And one of the things he taught me early on was, uh, you know, you, you know, you're good when you've got an audience and you can throw them away and then get them back. You know, oh, um, what an insane choice to make! You <laughs> purposefully just be like, "I'm gonna lose them for a minute." I'm gonna Watch go this. into I'm gonna go into gutter, oh, and man. alienate them just on to, purpose, on purpose, and then win them back. You know, and yeah, it's, dude, it's that skill. It, you know, yeah, and I would see him do it. You know, and what I, would wow. he do to lose an audience? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? We've been doing it for yeah, years, uh, Luke. <laughs> uh, yeah, he could he could go too far with a bit real easy, and uh, yeah, and then win you back. Um, and then the late Ted Norkey and Frank, the late Frank Bastille too. I want to mention, great guy. I mean, one of the biggest influences on me starting out was Frankie, um, and he was kind enough to see something in me and be kind enough to always give me kind words along the way and constructive works. And the late Ted Norkey, who was so funny, Ted was a Michigan comic, and he had material about bombing that was just as funny as the material he did. You know, he had great material, um, and he also had material about bombing. He would be on stage, and he would bomb. He would go into the gutter. He would go into the toilet on purpose just to do his material about how bad he was doing, which, <laughs> and the material was just so funny about how bad he was doing. Dude. He would win them right back. Oh, that you know? sounds fun to sit down yeah. and write a joke where you're like, how can I make this not work under you know, any circumstances? You know, yeah. you know well, yeah, I mean, it's easy to, re- to read an audience. Like, like I mentioned Illinois. I was out at this American Legion in Illinois, and it was pretty obvious this was a very Republican Trump yeah. crowd. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. um, and in fact, cause, and I confirmed that, like, I do the thing where I give the money away early on the show, pays to laugh at my show. And in the middle of the show, um, um, I don't know, I, I said some joke. Oh, I did the joke about being the veterinarian joke. And the, and the guy, I did the tagline, uh, yeah, the ferret was a squealer, blah, blah, big laugh. And this guy in the audience yells, give yourself a dollar. And so I have this line that's always ready for that. And I go, oh, nice to have a Democrat here spending my money. Right? <laughs> so the place just explodes. Kaboom. Of course. You know, because right? they're all Republicans. Yeah. Kaboom. And what was really fun, what really made it funny was the guy who said that to me happened to be the chairman of the county Republican Party. Wow. You know, right. Which was just the unintentional. The yeah. thing I don't know, the thing that's hidden from me, which yeah. made it even funnier. And he told that to me after the show. At, at that point in time, I had them. I could do anything i wanted now all i had to do to alienate that crowd was to do two minutes of donald trump material yeah yeah and, just you flip know, it on the other it, side just flip it and to, to win them back but i wasn't going to do it that night because I, I hadn't done a headlining set you know in 14 15 months there's no way <laughs> yeah, right but the point is you could read that audience and go okay this is the chance right now i could go boom right into the toilet right now with them but yeah, you can do that any any time. I think. Oh God! You know. I'm so sad that you put that idea in my head. <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I'm gonna do so. it the next time I'm on stage. I know uh, that about myself, uh, and it's n- I'm not gonna recover. Uh, I know that. Uh, I'm gonna nosedive directly into a mountain. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, it's. it's uh, I don't recommend. Yeah. It's, <laughs> no. Yeah. Don't do it's, that. You know. It's like no, don't. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, and that's the thing. You were talking about the old days. There was so much. Work. I mean, you worked literally clubs like, like the Funny Bone, for example, the one in in Westchester here. I what's it open like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, at best. Yeah. Um, those clubs used to be open Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or a lot of them were like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They were open five, six nights a week. Wow. Yeah. You know, when you went to a club, you did a show like Tuesday, and then you got up Wednesday morning and you did radio somewhere. Then you got up Thursday morning and you did radio somewhere after doing the show Wednesday night. You know, there were radio gigs every morning tied in. And those early days in the week, different radio stations sponsored the show. And you'd be on their show that morning and then they'd bring in a crowd. And, you know, it's a symbiotic relationship. So you were on the radio on different stations in the city. Then on the weekends, the shows sold themselves. And hell, was a lot of places. You did three shows on Saturday. Wow. And you'd get up there that third show on Saturday. You know how to drink after the first show, how to drink after the second show. <laughs> yeah, You're yeah. up there in the middle of your set on the third show going, oh, man, yeah. did I do the bit about selling pizza? <laughs> uh, Saturday night's already yeah. wild, yeah. but I can't imagine a, the late, late, late oh, show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I was at the, the, the Comedy Connection in Indianapolis one night, third show, and it started late. It was like 1230. And oh, there's some really drunk woman. Only time I ever see bombed anybody on stage, man. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Chick, the owner, had to come out into the audience and go, you, 
out <laughs> to, yes. the, to the to the to the person that yeah. had been screaming, and he goes, "You never again." <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look she deserved that one, but only yeah. her. <laughs> never again. <laughs> That's amazing. And, uh, yeah, uh, and uh, so, yeah, that I do want to. So yeah, they were great. That was a, so. I don't know where we are, but I do want to. I got two more bomb stories. I want to get in. Yeah, Since absolutely. We're man. doing bomb stories. Um, my late mother um, had me one year. Uh, I grew up in a Catholic family, mm-hmm. and um, this priest, who was a friend of my mother's, was having his silver anniversary, his twenty fifth anniversary okay. of being a priest. Okay, gotcha. and they were having a roast for this guy. Okay. I think I see where you're going with this. Uh, yeah. So my mother, my mother asked me, "Would you come over and and headline this thing?" Oh, okay, mom. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I go and uh, at the dais, uh, there's like a bunch of priests and the bishops there, and and, and the, the guy who's being celebrated, and a couple of his buddies from seminary school who are going to do some stuff about him. And then there's an audience. The audience is there, and a bunch of people from his church, and this group of married couples over there from something he used to do, and. So um, uh, it starts off, and his buddy from seminary school gets up and tells some funny stories about when they were in college and seminary school becoming priests together. Funny stuff, you know, okay. The next, uh, the lady gets up, who was his housekeeper at the first parish he worked at, tells a couple of funny stories, then tells kind of a serious story, you know. Then the next lady gets up, and she's from this group called Marriage Encounters, and there's this whole group of about 40 couples at this party that are all from marriage encounters. This is a group of people from troubled marriages who the priest, this priest has one of his side things. He started this group. And this lady gets up talking about how their marriage was on the rocks and then they were into all these horrible things. But then this group saved them and she's crying. The people, and there's people crying in the group about how this guy saved their marriage and everything, blah, blah, blah on and on and it's just so emotional half the audience is crying you know and then boom that big round of applause when this woman gets done she's sobbing as she goes back to her seat and then this guy goes up and goes and now comedian dennis piper (laughs) jesus yeah no yeah and so my opening joke was um uh, and i've rewritten it i go oh i haven't seen this many priests and nuns since I farted in the confessional, and it went nowhere. It went nowhere. It went nowhere. So um, I did a couple of jokes. I, I, I got, I got like part of the audience laughing. Like table over here, table over there, yeah. table over here. My mom's table is. The waitresses are laughing their asses off. <laughs> the priest who's wanted the roast, the guy whose party is, he wanted the roast. He's laughing. The bishop is like just, oh no. <laughs> the two younger priests are laughing their ass off. You know, it, it, oh god, it was just, it was the longest twenty minutes. You what know? a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> and and after the show, my mother goes, "Well, I thought you were very funny." <laughs> I go, "Mom, just give me the check." <laughs> just, just give me the check. Just give Oh man! And this is this is my favorite. This is a uh, my favorite bombing story of all time, uh, and this is a third person story. I'm on the caravan. The story I was the the, the yeah. run of Sobel one nighters I was telling you about, and we're at a place called Nick's in West Lafayette, Indiana. Nice bar, nice club, and um, the magician that Tom had. Tom had <laughs> a magician. Yeah. Why is there uh, always a magician? <laughs> uh, um, a lot of bombing stories include a magician. Yeah, I don't know right. why. Um, um, uh, the magician um, <laughs> was the, the feature act, and uh, I was closing. And um, so the kid goes up and MCs, and the magician, uh, he was an okay magician, mm-hmm. but it, it was all stock tricks. You know, it was all right. like just the rope cutting the linking rings yeah. and the pattern was all out of a book it was he bought a magic set and it came with jokes it yep. was just oh so formula and it was just, so well, every night oh man you know um anyway i we get to nick's and i'd forgotten but nick's was a dance club and the whole back wall you're on the dance floor the whole back wall is mirrors oh okay every trick he tries to do oh <gasps> 
There's mirrors behind him. <laughs> the college kids, the, the MC did fine. He's up there. Oh, God. The, you know, the flowers come. <laughs> hey, there's flowers behind his back. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. I just remember this one girl screaming, It's a fucking bowling pin. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy hadn't even... You know, it was still back here. I think I w- would enjoy that more than just oh the magic Oh, my God. Show. Oh, my God. That's so good. How, it many, was, how many shows did he do like that? That was the only show on the tour where, God. The, the, where there was mirrors. Behind. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, God. I just remember we walked in there. and The minute I saw it, I went, because <laughs> I knew you know, I, oh man this is going to be a long 30 minutes <laughs> yeah so do you say anything about it when you go up yeah, oh yeah <laughs> you had to you had to, you had to. I, yeah I think so I said something like wow till tonight he had me completely fooled <laughs> you, know, I, I mean, you, had, you had to say it's like the elephant in the room man. you know it's like the guy just dropped a big deuce up on the stage yeah i got it hey look there's a big pile of poops in here oh gee yeah, oh, I, oh yeah uh, i man i never forget i i was sad for him but at the same time i just thought oh this is hilarious yeah dude you just have to revel you know? in it and there's a, there's a i don't know if any of you guys know the comic larry reeb uncle lair out of Chicago, older guy, familiar. my age, roughly. Um, another tip from your uncle Larry—that's his tagline, Larry. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Uh, Larry uh, is is not a big fan of magicians and jugglers. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, he uh, he had uh, a th- he wants to win the lottery so he can bar- st- start his own comedy club and have <laughs> a stage that's only one foot by one foot, so magicians and jugglers have no place to put their shit. <laughs> <laughs> And then the other thing he wants to do, and I think this is brilliant, and I'd love to do it myself sometime, is book three magicians for the same week. And then when they get there, don't tell them they're working with two other magicians. Just go, okay, who wants to close? (laughs) (laughs) I like to think I bring something different to the linking rings. I do it with five. I do it with five rings. I brought two extra rings. Mine has no hole in it. It's more of a linking disc. (laughs) What I want to see as a magician, an x-rated musician, do the linking cock rings. (laughs) And not use their hands. Look, Ma. Yeah, right. That's magic. It's him and three other guys. (laughs) (laughs) No, just him and a midget. (laughs) I mean a dwarf, excuse me. But see, that's how you lean in on it. It's right there. Man. <laughs> I know Christ. you only listen to Chris Weir's episode, but I can't thank you enough for coming and shitting on magicians. That's my favorite thing. I have been on the record. <laughs> well, I, first of all, let me just say there's two types of magicians. Um, one are trick magicians, you mm-hmm. know, which, yeah. Sleight of hand dudes, the guys that can get right in front of you. Right, yeah, street magic. I mean, the guys, I mean, like Ricky Jay, the late Ricky Jay. I mean, he could, you, he could have the deck of cards, you know, be doing this with it, and he, he tell me what card you want to see. You know, seven of clubs, boom, up it comes. What? Yeah, he was just that good. He was so good. Um, yeah, he knew his, he would have the deck in order, and he would just. Just sift through and count and know exactly yep. where yeah. everything. Holy smokes, part, dude! Part of my ma- anti-magician thing, which runs pretty strong, is <laughs> that it might be spite because I was in the middle of a bar. A magician had gone on stage at Chameleon, and he comes off stage and he's just doing tricks to with people in the bar. And he put a deck of cards in my hand, and I felt the cards like mm-hmm. they were moving back and forth. And then he like tapped my hand, and it turned into a glass cube. What? Like in mm-hmm. my hands. What? And I still, I'm still mad at him <laughs> for me not being able to figure that out. Yeah, it was in your hand. How did you not know what was happening? Yeah, I would have felt something slip out. Or is this a long con? Are you a plant for that magician? I'd have dropped it on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and I changed it into a broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Look what I did. I made pieces. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you want it back? That's <laughs> yeah, yours, pal. Oh, man. Dude, yeah, I can't imagine yeah, being a magician and having someone call out every single joke. Or every that single was, trick it was horrible. for 30 it was, minutes. It was horrible, you know. I was like, God, don't you have anything that's not hidden in the back of your jacket? <laughs> you know, but every trick, you just, you know. Just the whole act was just behind his shoulder plate. Yeah, all he brought up. Yeah, he would, it was just, the whole act was just bringing stuff out. I mean, like making stuff appear, you know. And he had a phone and uh, just some other stuff. And yeah. It was just... Uh, and he tried to do this thing um, w- with the watch, you know, where, he, yeah. Oh, like the pickpocket thing where they, like, take the, the watch, watch off, off of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, he did that probably six times, and it worked maybe four. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just remember the one time the guy goes, hey, you know, I remember the guy just, uh, <laughs> He's fighting the audience member for <laughs> their the watch. Audience, the audience member kind of grabbed his arm and was like, oh, shit, it didn't work that <laughs> night. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's the, the what bothers me is that it's formula. It's the, the yeah, you know. Um, now there's, I mean, there are great magicians like Matt King. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, Matt the, Matt King is a, a comedy magician in the sense of uh, the, the amazing Valentine Carl Valentine, who was uh, Gruber on Mikhail's Navy, a magician who you think is there's the, 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 the way they do it is they they're doing the trick and you think they've totally screwed it up. But they um, haven't. And that's the way good. Matt King does it, Matt does two tricks every time he does a trick. Like, he'll go, that's the way a dork does magic. Like, he'll do, like, the rope trick where you cut mm-hmm. the rope and up. Yeah. And he'll do it over here. And it goes, this is how a dork does magic. And he'll m- totally mess the trick up. Right. And then he'll go, but I'm not a dork. I'm Matt King. And oh, that's cool. rework it. That's yeah. cool. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a real, it's a, it's a unique act, and it's very cleverly thought out and well written. Yeah, it's not just I took this this gag out of a book. It's like here's the original magic trick with the rope. Here's what I've done to make it yeah, unique dude, and like my that. own. You I know? like that a lot, um, especially it, just the idea of like doing magic poorly on purpose. It's kind of been the theme of this whole show. Right. It's well, like <laughs> tank it on purpose right. and then bring right. it back. Yeah. You know? Right, <laughs> and Mac Mac does it beautifully, and he he does tricks that are just like whoa. You know, like right. he has really screwed this up. No, he has. <laughs> He's and that's that's the beauty. He so misdirects you. Yeah. And um, really cool. And he works uh, Vegas. He's like I think he only works like two days a week. Matinee twice a week. It's, I, I guarantee he's making a lot more. Yeah. Than oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, it's a goal. Max, originally from Louisville, Kentucky. Great. Used Hell to yeah. work the caravan. No kidding. Yeah. Used to work, and then uh, buys all his clothes at Goodwill. Always, <laughs> always, wore, always wore a suit that was like a little too big, you know? You know? Um, so cool. The Doug yeah. Stanhope route. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Tim, uh, oh, gosh, what's the guy? Uh, Shoot, I'm trying to remember the cat's name out of Detroit that used to dress like that too all the time. Sorry, man. There's so many names Lost up in there. Too Lost much, too much either. resin up in there too. Yeah. Yeah. I think you said more names on this podcast than I remember right now. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. you've right. mentioned more people than I've met. I've so. got Lauren's down. Uh, yours yeah. is come and go. But. <laughs> so I, are we caller? Uh, I wish no, we could take I, callers, just, bro. That would be so just, much fun. Yeah. I don't have Let me text someone and see if I can get him to call me real fast. Yeah, Muhammad was here. He'd storm in the room. Gosh, I hope he does okay at the wedding. So. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good luck to you, Muhammad. Uh, oh, yeah. What was your wedding advice? Because that was actually pretty uh, good. Oh, yeah. Wedding. Uh, I'm going okay. to a wedding in two weeks. Uh, young, okay, so this yeah. is, yeah. Then Anyone else? today or Monday. No, Monday's a holiday. Don't go uh, Monday. Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah. Take your suit and your shirt and your tie, whatever you're going to wear. To the cleaners, get it dry cleaned professionally. Yes. This is, I start by talking about the two rules of life. Uh, number one, uh, if it's important, hire a professional. Right. And the second rule of life is it's always important. <laughs> uh, here's my theory of that is um, if I do my own painting, you know, my own plumbing, things like that, then the painter and the plumber, they cannot afford to come to the comedy show. Ah. Yeah. Then I have to get a real job. Yeah, I uh, I helped fix That's up a- this house, and I'm seeing why what you said is important. Yeah. 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 Did you see the shower when you were in there? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't turn entirely off, not no, as much as no, I'd no. like. No. No. <laughs> oh, so you're not renting here? Uh, I'm renting from my parents, who I oh, have to okay. fix it up. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. So okay. I, I got the worst of both worlds. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, this looks like a great donation to Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm te- 
Okay, wedding advice. Uh, so you, you, that you always get your clothes pressed professionally before yeah, you no. go. Um, if you're if it's out of town, don't plan on driving back and forth. Rent a hotel. Mm, you know? But you told um, Muhammad, and I, told I Muhammad, appreciate yeah, because um, he would be staying here tonight otherwise. Yeah. So. You did me a solid before the show. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just it's just not worth it. I mean, even if you you know don't drive back if you're half hammered or yeah, yeah, you, yeah. if you're in a bad mood, don't drive. You know, it's just not worth it. It's just, right. Um, and if you're if you have to fly to a wedding or travel, uh, leave the clothes in the plastic the dry cleaner puts them in. Pack them with that stuff on it still. Um, that helps keep them wrinkle-free when you travel. Yeah. Um, I had no idea. Yeah, always keep the plastic on the bag. Just the little air in it that keeps in it helps keep the suit huh. looking nicer. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as, as we're sort of winding down to the end of the episode here. Um, yeah, usually we do life advice. And then yeah. I heard some pretty good life advice. Right, so right. Got ahead of it. But uh, unlike most of the people that we've had on this podcast, you've, you've got a wealth of experience in the comedy world. So what, what advice would you give to, you know, all of the other local folks around here that have been doing it for less than a decade? Well, if you've got a suit, uh, rifling <laughs> in two weeks beforehand. <laughs> um, well, first, uh, this, this is number one to anybody. Have a life before you make a life. Uh, uh, that's, that's the number one piece of advice I give. It. Said it to my kids every day growing up. Um, uh, comedy. Um, you're only competing against yourself. Right. Quit worrying about anybody else and what they're doing. It's it's not a race. Yeah. Um, save your money. Um, start planning for your future. Uh, I can't stress that enough. No matter what you do, if even if comedy doesn't become your main thing, start putting money away now. Um, I'm living proof of that. I Every time I came home off the road, I'd buy some stock, either Procter & Gamble or Kroger. They were two local companies. Yeah. You can go right to their office and pay for it you don't need a brokerage anything like that mm. you go and give them 500 bucks i sell them at 500 bucks a year stock they buy it they'll you yeah wow you can go to procter and gamble tuesday give them a check and that friday they'll purchase the stock and you're in and you reinvest the dividends until you get to be my age and then you live on that money um i can't recommend start saving your money now okay um you know there's not gonna be pension so nobody's gonna take care of you when you're old to take care of yourself now yeah um, every time you have a drink, think about that last drink of the night. No, that's five bucks you put away. Right. You know, buy one less, uh, one less vape a week, you know, one less mm-hmm. jewel a week, you know. Yeah. Just cut back one thing and yeah. start putting it away. Put it away. 20 that's bucks smart. a week, 10 bucks a gig, whatever. Start doing that now. Um, be nice to everybody on the way up cause you'll see them on the way down. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's so true. Um, I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, one, one final question. Uh, can you be my new dad? Can, um, uh, th- I'm taking openings. Well, yeah, I have uh, a backup you know, dad. He's um, there. Um, but. Yeah. I'll, how about uncle, man? I'm uncle. So uh, kind of works. No, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Really, really looking for that ever. dad spot. Okay, the dad spot? Okay. Well, uh, yeah, father-in-law maybe. Okay. But no, nah, <laughs> my kids, my daughters have better taste. Um, no. <laughs> Uh, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Um, you had the best birds, and then you just completely backed out. What was it you told Muhammad before? The- I don't know. He put the ball in the tee. All I did was swing at it. Um, it was bad enough I burned him in front of you guys. I'm not going to do it publicly. No, no. In front of the eight or nine I mean- people that are going to hear this. Um, oh, man. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Have a life before you make a life. Um, I really like that one. Thank you. That one's um, really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the biggest one I'd say. Hell yeah. You know. Well, this, this has been a fucking blast, Dennis. Thank you so much for coming out. Yeah. Like My f- soul feels good. And yeah. Most of the time, huh. it doesn't after these. Really? Most of the time, I'm like, I've done something bad to You could have told me something, like, weeks ago. Oh, we I thought you were in the same boat. You, like, go I don't give a shit, man. And, oh. I'm, just, I'm just curious. Um... You, this is only the second podcast I've done. I did Joey uh, Bertoff, I think, Joe. Yeah, oh, yeah. You did the anecdotal experience? Yeah, and I think mine was the only one that never aired. Oh, no kidding? I guess, yeah, I guess uh, th- there was nothing anecdotal. <laughs> that he, I kept waiting for it to air, and I guess, Joey, Joe. Uh, well, I'm still, from, I'm still editing that one, okay? From personal experience, he probably lost the audio, because that's anyway, happened yeah. uh, seven, eight Nine times. Yeah, it's so, happened a few times. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed doing it. I was like, I, I, I thought it went pretty well. I thought, I thought it, Mike told some good stories and everything, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, barring any problems with so. the cloud or this memory card yeah. in this machine, you, you we're definitely right. going to upload this. So. Yeah. Right. 
we don't have, we don't have a choice. Yeah. There's not yeah. much of a bank. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're looking forward to uploading uh, it. <laughs> I put uh, I put the link for Guile's show on my thing, so I'll put this up too. So yes. Hell yeah, we really you know. appreciate that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's do, if you're in town, go to Cool Show, man. That's really yeah. Cool. yeah every nice Sunday, yeah. six o'clock. It's actually free. this. It's not, every not other today. Sunday in September. So. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Word. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't know what's going on. I got to. I really want to get on there again before. You know, uh, Billy DeVore and John Holmes. Um, I got to get them. I got to get my second appearance before them uh, <laughs> to prove I wasn't the weak link You're on the first show. You're only competing against uh, yourself and unless those two. it's Billy DeVore <laughs> and John Holmes. And John Holmes, yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was so weird that I'd be, because we had fun on the show. Um, it was like, I, I was like, okay, I know these two are just going to so much energy that I just sat next to Giles and wait my turn wait my turn wait my turn wait my turn boom you were the sniper yeah that's I really like that boom (laughs) boom and I'm like okay I don't talk for the first 20 minutes you You can fast forward (laughs) hell yeah well thank you guys I guess that's about it bro thanks for listening thank you very much thanks thanks